Well, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Psalm 42. Psalm 42. Well, this morning I want to deal or talk about dealing with heartbreak. There's a lot of heartbreak right now going on across the nation, across the world. Uh, People dealing with so many different effects of things that have been taking place and happening around our world. Uh, I know there's been a lot of uh, people dealing with grief uh, over these last couple of weeks. Uh, four different individuals that I know of that have lost family members. And so uh, I know a lot of people are finding it difficult and hard and financially, uh, people that are suffering there as well. So I want to talk about dealing with heartbreak, Psalm 42, and we're going to read that whole psalm. It's only 11 verses. As a deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. We kind of sang that this morning. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? Day and night I have only tears for food, while my enemies continually taunt me, saying, Where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers, leading a great procession procession to the house of God, singing for joy, giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Now I am deeply discouraged, but I remember you. Even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar, I hear the tumult of the raging seas as your waves and surging tides sweep over me. But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. And through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. Oh God, my rock, I cry, why have you forgotten me? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Their taunts break my bones. They scoff, where is this God of yours? Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior And my God, Father, I just pray that blessing of your word into our hearts, into our minds, and that, Lord, it'll find a resting place in each one of us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning I want to talk to you about dealing with heartbreak, dealing with issues that affect your heart, your emotions, dealing with things that cause overwhelming stress, sadness, emotional disappointment, There seems to be so much of that right now that is happening for so many people in our nation and around our world. And there are people that are starting to make those questions, well, where is God in all of this? And and we're seeing, you know, people that are making these statements and very similar to what's really being said here in this psalm, where the psalm says, my enemies, in verse 3 and 4, he says, my enemies continually taunt me, saying, where is this God of yours? My heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. You know, I find there's a a lot of taunting going on about spiritual things, that people are taunting some of the Christians and making fun of the Christians, and people are saying, well, where is God in all this COVID and all these deaths and all these things that are happening, and people are making their remarks and their statements. And then there's the lament where we're lamenting over how it used to be. And as we look at our world and look at our society, society is certainly wanting to get back 
to just being normal. Being able to get back to our normal activities and getting together with simple things but very valuable things such as simply getting together with other people or visiting somebody or being able to shake somebody's hand or being able to hug somebody or even just not to be alone. We realize that there's folks that are suffering financially, people with reduced hours, people that have lost their jobs or been laid off, uh, business that has been reduced, lost jobs, marriage issues, loss of loved ones. A lot of people losing loved ones during this time. Very, very difficult when you're losing loved ones and you, you, know, you, you can't have a gathering where we comfort one another, where we strengthen one another, and that's being taken away. And so sometimes not even a whole family can even come to the funeral. Loneliness, depression, which they tell us is at an all-time high that we've ever seen. And even as churches, as churches, we're wanting things to go back as they used to be where we can come together and worship. I know that churches and pastors are struggling all over the globe. Some churches are closing. Some pastors in frustration are resigning. Some are resigning because there's just no more finances to pay them. So there's a lot of lament out there, wanting things to go back to the way they were. And here in this text, this psalmist, he's heartbroken, and he begins to lament all the things that he's missing right now. And he's telling us that he's discouraged. He's tired of the disappointments. He's tired of the mockings. He's tired of things not turning around. He's tired of the delays. And he's especially tired of the fact that he's not able to worship at the temple of the Lord. His own spiritual practices are being hindered right now. And he just wants that to come back. And I think of that and I think, well, that kind of describes a lot of us too, like... Yes, we're longing where our house could be full again and praise starts rising up. I really look forward to that as a pastor when we can have our house being able to have everybody come and seeing this house full and everybody start to worship the Lord again. I'm telling you, I'm looking so forward to that. Just to see that again, I think it'd be a joy celebration. Probably will blow the roof off. Probably will. But I'm looking for that. But there's a lament there. I'm lamenting that. Now, some commentators think that this may have been written during one of the exiles where many Israelites were taken from their country to be exiled in another country. And if that was so, in the natural, it would seem that God had forsaken them. Everything they valued was taken away from them. And so it was causing the psalmist to doubt the goodness of God. The taunts of the enemy were really starting to get to him, and he was lamenting over what it used to be like, thinking that he'd never be able to return or that everything would ever be the same again. And his heart was broken over that. And I I think that's quite similar to a lot of feelings that are being expressed right now, even as Christians. Right now, as Christians, our faith is being tested. Some are responding well, And some are struggling with faith issues, just like this psalmist was. And I think if we're all honest, I think every one of us is lamenting to a certain degree, remembering how it used to be and how we would like things to return back to normal. 
So kind of a question arises out of this psalmist of, well, how do you fix that? How do you come out of these strong feelings of lament that you were going through? And how, how do we deal with things when our hearts get broken? Well, as you read this psalm, I, I find it so interesting as you read this psalm. I really enjoy reading the psalms. I usually read them a couple times a year, and I just find they're so encouraging. But the reason I find them so encouraging is because they're also very real. The, the psalmists are very real. They're, they're very honest with their feelings and what they're going through and their difficulties that they're facing. And they express their doubts. They express their fears. But the other thing I really enjoy as I read the psalms is that they often answer themselves to what their problem is. That what they're going through, they usually bring you before they end that psalm, the answer to what their heart cries. And that's the case here and this psalm as well. How do you deal with heartbreak? How do you deal with lament? Well, as we read this psalm, you'll find out the psalmist realized that he had the answer within himself. And he started listening to himself to realize that he already had the answer. And you know, I find that so true in life that we go through difficulties and problems and we sometimes, what's the answer? What's it, God? I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And if we kind of stop and listen to ourselves, we probably find that we're already speaking the answer, just as this psalmist did, of how you come out of those kinds of experiences. So if you're here today or you're watching today and you're going through some heartbreak, maybe some things happened in your life that have shaken your faith, maybe that lamenting is becoming so strong that it's actually moving towards discouragement and even depression. Well, I want to look at the answers that this psalmist found that helped him to, raise, to rise above his circumstances as he dealt with all of these things. So the first thing the psalmist realizes that he needs to do in dealing with his heartbreak, with that discouragement, with that lament, was to keep his hope in God. That's so very, very important that we keep our hope in God. Keep trusting in God. I know that's easy to say, but it's not always easy to do. But we need to get to that place where, you know what, I'm just going to have to trust God. We're going to get through this. Things are going to turn out okay, but I got to trust Him. To trust is to look to the Lord, is to, to rely on Him. It's to trust Him. And during this time, I'm just finding so many people are struggling in this area. And that instead of looking to the Lord, instead of making the Lord their hope during this time, they're getting caught up with all the other things and all the noise that is going on in the world. And that's just got them so frazzled that they're not looking to the Lord. They're not hoping in their Lord. Listen to what the psalmist says. Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. He recognized the answer to his own question that the, the answer is as simple as putting your hope in God, looking to him, looking to him. If you would ask me, why are so many Christians discouraged? And I would simply have to say, because they're not putting their hope in God. They're not trusting in God. To hope is to have that feeling that what is wanted will happen. To hope is to trust God that he does have the answer. To hope is to believe that God is going to see you through. 
To hope is to purposely turn one's eyes and attention towards the one who is able to intervene and change our circumstances and give us the answer that we need. Now, sometimes in those moments of heartbreak, frustration, lament comes in. Sometimes it becomes so strong in our lives. And that's when we need to change the focus. We're all guilty of that. We all sometimes get caught up in what we're going through and we get so focused on the problem and the situation that we forget. But lift up your eyes. Look into the Lord from where your help can come from. And that's what we need to do. We need to focus on the Lord, put our hope and our trust in him. I find it interesting that as Jesus was encouraging his disciples uh, before Gethsemane and before his crucifixion, he took time to spend with the disciples telling them about things that were to come. He tried to encourage them, but they weren't really believing what he was saying until after it all occurred. But he realized that when he would be crucified, that his disciples' faith would be crushed. Their dreams would come crashing down. But Jesus was telling them that when you see these things, don't be discouraged. Don't be afraid. Trust God. Trust also in me. John 14, 1 says those very words. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In difficult times, I realize it can be hard to trust in God, but it's exactly what we need to do. We need to trust in him. We need to look to him because he's the one that can intervene in our situation, give us fresh hope, and give us the answers that we need. And I do find it amazing that as we place our hope in God, it's amazing how worries, fears, uncertainties, grief, our laments, heartbreak seems to melt away. It's amazing as we get that focus on him. So if all this COVID COVID crisis has gotten you down and you're finding yourself maybe lamenting a little bit too much, maybe you're at the place where you've gone through something that's been very difficult and hard and maybe your heart is broken, I want to encourage you to look into the Lord. Lift up your eyes from where your help comes from. Look into the Lord and hope in him and do as the psalmist did. Keep hoping, keep looking to him because he is the answer that you need. Keep looking to the Lord. And then secondly, when dealing with heartbreak and lament, the psalmist showed us that there's another answer. That answer is praise. I love it that I can come to church still. I know we don't have a full congregation anymore. We just have a tiny, tiny portion of a congregation here. But I love to worship the Lord. I really do. I like coming on Saturday nights as well as I pray for the service. And, and a lot of times I'll take out my boom box and I put that on and I have praise and worship music playing and I just worship the Lord. But that's a, one of the things that we can also do when we're going through heartbreak, when we're going through lament, begin to praise the Lord. We were doing that this morning. And as you begin to praise him, as you begin to worship him, an atmosphere changes. Praise is an excellent atmosphere changer. And so when you're going through times, when you're down, you're discouraged, you're lamenting, put on some praise. Put on some praise and begin to join in and praise the Lord. 
Psalm 42, 5, he says, Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. Don't allow this season to rob you of your praise. Praise is powerful. When you get down and discouraged, you know, the enemy just really likes to pour it on. He, he, he waits for that. He waits for us to get discouraged and down, and then he jumps on us. And then he wants to really just push us right down into the ground. That's what the enemy would like to do. If you want to send the enemy to flight, start praising. Start worshiping the Lord. It's powerful. It's powerful. It changes the atmosphere. Even with this present situation with COVID, you know, restrictions are hindering our times of corporate praise. That was one of the issues that the psalmist was having, that I can't get together in the temple anymore and, and praise the Lord with people. And, and for us as Christians today, a lot of us can't get together and praise the Lord in a big full house anymore. But let's remember, we still have times of praise without being in our church. You can praise him at home. You can praise him in the car. You turn up the music and join in in the praise. Change your atmosphere. Get some praise on. Praises, the Bible says, is how we're to approach God. Come into his presence with thanksgiving. Come into his presence with praise. Praise lifts God up. But the amazing thing is that as we lift the Lord up in praise, we get encouraged. We get strength. I just find that so amazing that, you know, we come, we're worshiping the Lord, we're praising him, and all of a sudden we're feeling like, man, I feel good. Man, that, that thing that was so heavy upon my heart, it, it's gone. I was just praising the Lord. That's what praise does. Changes your atmosphere. One of the quotes from Bethel Music that I shared some years ago, I, I, I repeated it again on Facebook there just a couple days ago. It says, creating an atmosphere of praise and worship is creating an atmosphere for God's presence. And creating an atmosphere for God's presence is creating an atmosphere for miracles. Praise works. Praise makes a difference. Now, the psalmist is lamenting that of not being able to praise the Lord. But he realizes that, you know what, I will praise the Lord again. There will come a day again when I will be able to be back at the temple and praise the Lord. But he doesn't stop there and just say, well, I guess my praise is done until that can happen. You know, for some people, that's what they've done during COVID. They stopped praising God. They're just kind of saying, well, when restrictions are lifted, I guess I'll start praising him. No, don't do that. Don't do that. Take every opportunity you can to praise the Lord. Listen to what the psalmist says in verse 8. He said, But each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me, and through each night I sing his songs, praying to God who gives me life. So the psalmist, even though he was lamenting that he wanted to get back to praise God in the temple, he realized that I can't wait till that time. I got to do some praise now. And he starts singing in the night. Start praising God in the night. And he says, that's what gave me life. And that's what praise, that gives you life. Isaiah 63, uh, 61 verse 3 says, To all who mourn in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes, a joyous blessing instead of mourning, festive praise instead of despair. 
King James Bible talks about putting on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That's what it does. Do you want to get rid of your heaviness? Do you want to get rid of that lament? Then begin to praise. Begin to praise him. Get your praise back on. And I want to tell you, if you're a musician, get playing again. I, I see that so often musicians. If you stop playing, you get discouraged. A lot of musicians, the way they praise God is not by singing. It's by playing. And for you're a musician, keep playing. Keep playing. Keep playing and praise the Lord. Because the answer to our heart that is broken and lamenting, praise again. Then thirdly, the answer to heartbreak and our lament is to keep remembering. Don't forget the good things God has done. Psalm 42, verse 6. He says, my God, now I'm deeply discouraged, but I will remember you even from distant Mount Hermon, the source of the Jordan, from the land of Mount Mizar. Now, memory can be a powerful tool to help us in our discouraging times, remembering God moments in our lives. Sometimes that may have been when we first got saved, when we opened up our hearts to Christ. A lot of us can remember that very moment, that very day, where we open up our heart to Jesus Christ. For other of us, we remember things where God did some amazing things in our lives. Maybe it was a healing. Maybe you just heard his voice when you're going through a difficult time and you needed encouragement and God spoke to you. He revealed things to you. Or you had a special encounter one day. A lot of those things help us to have faith, help us to go on. Brings faith to believe for you even more. And if God has come through in our past, then there should be no reason for us not to think that God can come through for us in our present and also in our future. So remind yourself of the goodness of God. Remind yourself of the good things that God has done. You know, your own testimony. Sometimes you need to go over your own testimony. And again, just thank the Lord and go back and think of how God has touched you and changed your life, how things are different. Just go over your own testimony again. Psalm 103, verses 1 and 2. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise his holy name. Let all that I am praise the Lord. May I never forget the good things he does for me. If you have the King James Version, it says, Bless the Lord, all my soul, and forget not his benefits. Remember what God has done. There's a lot of blessings that God has done. May we never forget those things that he has done. Things like forgiveness. We're forgiven. God has forgiven us of our sins. God brings healing in our lives. God brings healing from diseases. God brings deliverances in our lives. He brings tender mercies and love in our lives. God brings strength into our lives. Those are just a few things that we can give thanks to God for and remember the good things of God. God is good. And we need to remind ourselves of that. Truly our God is the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, the light in the darkness. He is good. And he's proven his goodness to us throughout all the years. And he's able to prove his goodness today, tomorrow, and in our futures. So the answer to heartbreak and our laments can be as simple as taking the time to remember what God has done for who he is and what he still can do. And then lastly, 
in times of heartbreak and lament, we need to heed the advice to keep praying. The power of prayer. You know, it's so sad to see so many people drop their prayer life, especially when life gets complicated, especially when life gets hard. So sad to see how people just kind of throw aside that prayer time. It's almost like we get mad at God, and so we just say, I'm not going to pray. But that's exactly what we need to do. Psalm 42, verse 8, But each day the Lord pours unfailing love upon me. Through each night I sing a song, praying to God who gives me life. Praise, worship, prayer changes your atmosphere, changes your circumstance. You need those things. You need to do those things. And if you're struggling right now, those could be some things that maybe you're not paying enough attention to right now. To take some time to praise. To take some time to begin to pray and call upon the name of the Lord. Don't forsake prayer. Don't allow discouragement to win. We don't want that. Prayer is profitable at all times. It's always appropriate to pray. Always. All times. And it's something we all need to do. Romans 12, verse 12, Apostle Paul says this. He says, rejoice in our confident hope. You need to rejoice. Be patient in trouble. That's a good one for us. Keep on praying. Don't stop praying. Troubling times will come and troubling times will go. But in the meantime, we need to pray. In fact, it calls on us as Christians that we are to pray. We're supposed to be praying when difficult times come our way. If there's ever a time where we should be increasing our prayer, really, it's a time like we're going through right now. Second Chronicles 7.14 If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and restore their land. The answer is prayer. The answer is prayer. The context of that verse that we often hear so often quoted is if there's a pestilence that comes in your land, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. You need to pray. You need to call upon the name of the Lord. I know sometimes when I mention this, it's almost like people grit their teeth back at me. They get mad at me and say, why do you keep holding that? Why do you want to talk about prayer? I say, because it's the answer. You keep telling me that this is the answer, and I'm telling you this is what the Bible says is the answer. Because it is. We need to pray. And as we pray, we'll find strength. We'll find strength to go on in our lives. So the answer to a broken heart and laments can be as close as praying, seeking the Lord. Now, in closing, I realize there's many hurting people during this COVID season. I know over this past few weeks, a number of people that have passed away have lost their loved ones. And as I think about that and I think of the restrictions, my heart just goes out to all those individuals that, you know, 10 people, you're allowed 10 people right now. How do you have a funeral with 10 people? Pretty difficult, pretty hard. You want to comfort people. You want to surround people during that time, and you can't. People are struggling with that. My heart goes out to those individuals. Some people have lost their jobs. Some people are suffering in their finances. Some people are getting sick, very sick. 
restrictions. They're taking their toll emotionally on a lot of people. What is the answer to all of that? I have some opinions. But actually, I'm quite happy that I'm not the one in charge to make those decisions. Because it's very, very hard. No matter what choice you make, it's going to affect somebody. But thankfully, I think things are looking up, even in the natural. I know there's a whole bunch of conversations about vaccines and all those kinds of things, but I just see that, you know what, we're going in the right direction to see an end to this. But you know what, you can wait until that all comes to an end before, you know, then I'll be okay again. You can do that if you want. Or you can do as the psalmist did. Say, I'm dealing with this today. I'm going to seek the Lord. I'm going to look to him. I'm going to focus on him. I'm going to put my hope and my trust in the Lord. And I'm going to start to hear what God is saying. I want to ask you after this service, what is God saying to you? That we all can be encouraged. And I want you that are online, if you could maybe make it in our comment section or message us, just to tell us what you're sensing God is saying to you. Let's look to the Lord what he has to say during this time. And then as well as we deal with this discouragement and sadness and all kinds of things, get the praise on. Get your praise on. Friends, sing yourself. Bring out that instrument. Wipe the dust off that instrument. Start playing it at home. Start, if you're driving in your car and you have to drive to work and you've got a bit of a distance, put on some praise and worship. If you're home, turn on the music. Change the atmosphere. Change the atmosphere. Remember. Remember what the Lord has done. And keep on praying. Keep on praying. Keep on praying. You know, I really believe that God has still good things in store. As a matter of fact, I sense that there's rejoicing in heaven, that there's an excitement in heaven for what is about to come upon our world. I really sense that. Can I fully explain all that to you? Maybe not. Maybe yes. But that's what I'm sensing. That's what I'm really feeling. And I want to encourage you to hang in there. Keep looking to the Lord from where our help comes from. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you that, Lord, you are our source of encouragement and strength and hope. And, Lord, as we lament... I know we're all guilty. I know I'm guilty of that too, Lord. There's things I'm lamenting over as well. But Lord, I'm looking to you. I'm taking my eyes of all this that is happening and I'm focusing upon you to hear your voice because your voice changes everything. Changes everything. It changes my demeanor. It changes what I think, how I feel when I hear from you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help each one of us to look to you and to trust in you. I pray that, Lord, you would help us to praise you. Help us to get back to taking some times to praise. If we can't gather and have a big assembly of people on praise, then, Lord, let's join in with music in our homes or in our cars or wherever we might be, putting our earphones in and just listening and praising Help us to remember the good things and how God has been with us and how he will see us through again. 
and help us to pray. Lord, I know we all can be guilty of not spending that time of prayer that we really should. So help us, Lord, to seek your face. Because we know that as we pray, things will change because prayer changes things. Prayer makes things happen. Prayer changes our atmospheres. So, Lord, help us to pray. And, God, I just pray today that for those that, Lord, are really struggling, and, Lord, they're just being honest. They're just saying, I'm struggling. I pray that, God, there be a supernatural touch from heaven that will touch each person that's watching online or listening online or that's here in person, that, Lord, you would touch each person with a word from heaven. Lord, that a thought will just come into their heart and mind that they weren't expecting, where God just might speak something inside that will bring peace at this very moment. And Lord, it would be a sign to show us that this is what we can have all the time if we would focus upon you. So Lord, I just pray that blessing over your people today. Pray this word would encourage each and every heart. In Jesus' name, amen.